0: Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone.
1: This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Welcome to the Theater Podcast, intimate personal conversations with the industry's biggest names. I'm your host, Alan Seals. And the guest today is Antonio Cipriano. He was a 2017 Jimmy Award finalist who recently made his Broadway debut in Jagged Little Pill. He's one of the leads in this amazing new studio cast album called In the Light, A Faustian Tale, which is the brainchild of composer, lyricist Michael Mott. Antonio Tones, Tony, whatever you want to call him, we got got into lots of names. Uh, Super down to earth guy just so much fun dealing with his own version of imposter syndrome now because he's still a young guy who's now on Broadway working with these legends that have inspired him when he was younger and now he's paying it forward trying to figure out how to continue and inspire people that are looking up to him and younger than him asking how he did it where where he came from just an incredibly incredibly nice guy and very shy. I love it when these big Broadway names are just totally shy and reserved people because they come out of their shell a little bit in these in these intimate interviews. So, uh, Antonio, thank you so much for being who you are. Before we get into the interview, find me online on Instagram and Twitter at theater underscore podcast or on Facebook at slash official theater podcast. Show your support for the podcast at ttp.fm slash Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Please leave a rating and a review wherever you are listening now. And everybody, please now enjoy this episode with Antonio Cipriano. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. My guest today is a 2017 Jimmy Award finalist who recently made his Broadway debut in Jagged Little Pill. He is one of the leads in the amazing new studio cast album called In the Light, A Faustian Tale, which is the brainchild of Michael Mott, a longtime friend of mine. I'm so happy to see him uh, reaching the success that he so well deserves. And now, Antonio Cipriano. Welcome to The Theatre Podcast.
0: Thank you so much for having me, man. I appreciate it. I'm so excited to talk a little bit. So great. No problem. No problem. I I yeah. actually I love I love
1: that uh, you know researching for this episode and looking you up and of course I saw you in Jagged Little Pill. Loved, loved, loved uh-huh. that show. Cannot wait. Oh, for thank it to, you. Cannot wait for it to come back. But you were Jimmy Award finalist 2017, and then. Uh- and then just like jump into jagged little pill, and you're—I'm sure you're thinking like, "Awesome, this is great! My career is about to take off. Everything's going up exactly how I want it." And then COVID and shut
0: shut down. Yeah, it was it was a very very interesting situation that happened. I, I and I mean I I got so so extremely lucky, and I was I was blessed to have something right out of school. You know that, that that's not like a a thing that happens a lot. So it was very, it was like a really great opportunity. And, uh, I was actually with the show for, I'd say about three years before we even shut. So like I was with the show for a while since I was 17 years old. Um, and four months into our run, everything just came to a screeching halt, like Mm. really fast. And, uh, you know, it's been an interesting year and a half, but it has been, you know, I, there, there are a ton of silver linings throughout the entire year that, that I've had to kind of look inside myself and be like, okay, you grew from this. This was good for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not all bad, but, um, it definitely was a learning curve. There was a, there there was, there were some things that were, that were not all peaches in green, you know, it was, it was, a little bit of a difficult year but
1: well you you i guess have you found early success which a lot of yeah. people like you said out of college out of school it's very very uh, not out of college sorry out of high school out of high school <laughs> is out of college is rare out of high school is even oh my god even, you know even that more rare so obviously yeah. it sounds like you don't take that for granted and and i want to get into your past and and how hard yeah. you we'll, we'll get into that stuff but but did you have any moment during the shutdown where you're like, maybe, maybe this is, maybe I'll do something else. This is just really weird. I don't know if this is
0: coming back. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. So at the beginning, I I was like, okay, we're going to, you know, we'll be back and everything's going to be fine. Like, oh, it'll be a month. I'm actually kind of grateful that we get this month to kind of relax and like take a breather because we had just gone through previews. We had just opened, like we were working all the time. So it was kind of nice to have that breather. Um, But it was actually like, I I would say probably two months ago, I was thinking, I was like, okay, do I just want to like be a professional golfer or something? Like, (laughs) let me, like, (laughs) because like during COVID I had so much time and and, like the only thing that was open for a while was golf courses. So I, I would always, I, played golf my whole life just for fun with my family. And we started going all the time. And I just fell in love with it. And I, I was like, do I want to do that instead? <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely not like that good, but you know, it was just something that I love and it was the thing that I could do during COVID. And there wasn't a lot of performance opportunities. So I was just like, it wasn't like 100% serious. It was more of just like a, huh why don't I just do this? Because nothing is happening right now. But um, luckily, you know, things are starting to come back. The world is starting to feel normal a little bit again, which is amazing. I didn't even think that was like a possible thing at certain points. I was like, are we ever going to get back to normality? You know, it, Mm. it didn't feel like that was even a possibility. So it's cool to see some light at the end of the tunnel for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I agree it's it's it was such an adjustment to yeah, not be going out and seeing shows and not be hanging out with friends mm-hmm. and not be doing this. And then now that we're able to again, I I'm like I'm looking around and and just kind of a little bit scared. And yeah. it's like I want I want to hug everyone, but I can't or don't you know, yeah. obviously you don't know what everybody's comfortability level is with all of the you know uh, everything going on but it's kind of it's kind of a little bit nuts but i'm going to bring this to to in the light because mm-hmm. uh the the album was just released as we record this uh a week or two ago in in yeah. its full length right and mm-hmm. and what, I guess when were you involved with uh, with the recording? And I guess there was readings beforehand. And this is a bit unusual in that a full studio album, a full cast album, was made before the show's ever been really put on its legs in front of an audience. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I'm trying to remember like the exact time that I was I started working with Michael. Because um, it was before uh, I did like some sort of. Okay. I started out doing in the like, like April of 2019, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, and I did the, I did one of the first workshops that they did on the show. I think they did a few before. Like, I mean, this has been Michael's thing since college, Like, This has been an idea for so long. Um, but I did the first workshop or one of the first workshops. And then we did like a, a recording of a few songs a few months after that, in the summer of 2019. And then Michael started, you know, like over the past year before COVID and then during COVID, he's been raising money to get like a huge studio album and like had a freaking orchestra in Vienna. Like what? Like it's incredible um, how it all came together. But uh, I recorded all of my stuff remotely. Uh, I was living in LA at the time and... Uh, he had a friend out there and I went over to his house and we were all COVID safe. Um, but, uh, he had an in-home studio and we just recorded all of my stuff there. And it was, it was, and, and believe it or not, this is the second time that I recorded an album remotely during COVID. So it's, it's like, I guess just the new norm. I can't wait till I can be in a studio with people again It'd be great. I would love that. But, um, yeah, it, it, it's really cool how it all came together and like how many people, um, where everyone filmed recorded and stuff like that is really, really awesome. Like all around the world.
1: I was going to ask about the timing, the timing of that because I saw in, you know, on the Instagram account for the show, uh, mm-hmm. it's showing a lot of behind the scenes and getting into the studio and it, and it looked like that it was during COVID that people sort of got together uh, recently, right, when everybody was starting to get vaccinated and everything. So, mm-hmm. it, but it, so the music itself, like everything was remote. I didn't even, it didn't even occur to me that that was, uh, that that was, I guess, available. Um, I guess it was yeah. kind of the the only option at the time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So yeah. That, the, but the album though, um, I guess you said, what, April 2019. Yeah. I know Michael's been working on it for, for a pretty long time. I remember mm-hmm. uh, seeing posts about it from his years and years and years ago. But how yeah. did he, how did you get involved in the first place? Was it just an open call or did you
0: know Michael through
1: some other means?
0: So I, I believe the first time Michael and I talked was on Instagram DM. And I, I'm pretty sure he, he direct messaged me. And I can't remember what he said. I think like the first time was like, hey, I have this thing. Would love for you to be a part of it. And I was like, oh, amazing. This is awesome. <laughs> It was like Jeremy Jordans Day. I was like, "Oh my God, I look up to that guy. Holy crap, This is crazy." Um, and just went from there. I don't like the timeline is so screwed up in my head right now. like I don't remember anything. It's because like we lost a whole year, so it's kind of weird to recall like that happened like two years ago uh-huh. at this point, and I can't even like wrap my head around that.
1: Yeah, the but, rest of um, the cast: Jeremy Jordan, Sierra Renee, like all these folks. I was going to ask you about that too, because these these are people that have been established in the industry. That I feel like uh, that I've I've heard from people in similar situations of yours of of as younger children or even you know even at your <clears> age now they're looking up to their people and now you're performing alongside them. Have you actually met any of them in person
0: yet? Have you been able to? Yeah. So um, I did the workshop with Jeremy. In oh, great, great. Uh, That was really cool And I, I'm not going to do any spoilers But there, like we have a very intense Moment in the show together And it was very very cool to do that with him Because like I If he listens to this he's going to be like oh, Such a weird kid but like I, <laughs> I remember like he was one of the first Broadway people That I ever like Discovered like just ever knew About Broadway like him and like Aaron Tveit Were like the guys that I was like Holy crap uh, But yeah, it was really, really, really great to work with him. I had not met I have not met Sierra, but I worked with Solea as well. We worked together on a on a um, little workshop together in summer of twenty nineteen. And she is the best. I love her. Oh, She's so much fun. Piper. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I
1: mean it's just it's an amazing cast and the mm-hmm. the music the music is incredible i was um w- looking at the comments in the music video for um uh, today begins T- uh, tomorrow begins today is the music video that just came out and yeah. the comments uh, i mean i love i love it when people are discovering music that speaks to them for the first time you know and now yeah. social media and youtube is allowing people mm-hmm. to capture these reactions and capture these comments and just seeing mm-hmm. like the amount of Joy and the amount of excitement that are coming out of these things do you, do you yeah. do you ever look at this? I mean, you're still you're still very young, right? And compared mm-hmm. to me anyway <laughs> and and looking at where you are now, even having a year missing from your career because of covid mm-hmm. um. Do you look and, and look and see where you are, and you're like, I see, I can see myself in these other kids and these kids that are that are looking up and like the stage door interactions and the comments and jug a little pill. And I mean, you've mm-hmm. got a big social media following, so I'm sure there's a lot of people that reach out for various reasons. And how do you how do you internalize some of that um, and and give back to these people who are following you now, who are looking up to you?
0: Yeah, um, it's. It's been a whole surreal thing, and I—it I, started sort of when I went to Boston. That was like my first stage door experience, and like that was crazy because I—I that was like something that I always look forward to. Because I, I my first Broadway show, I saw Miz and I I saw Ramin come out, and mm-hmm. I had been looking up to him for a long time, and I was just like, oh my gosh, this is like life changing. I freaked out. Um, so being able to like have that experience with fans and stuff was amazing and i look forward to it every single night um and and it has been really really tough with covid just like not being able to have really at like any interaction with the fans um you know i i got cameo because i was like i just i want to like have some sort of connection but also like I know that all of the younger people that were on Broadway, like me, Renee and like Andrew and Celia, like we all kind of had a group together and, and we all love to talk with our like people on, on Twitter and stuff. Like we'll always just hang, you know, It's it's, it's fun. Like we were trying to do it digitally so that we can still have that connection with people because, you know, I grew up admiring these people and now it's like really weird to like, you know, be doing the same for some other people, so it's, it's it's weird, and I'm still getting used to that. And I'm still major fans of like all these people, so it's just like a weird in between moment right now. Mm-hmm. But I still so appreciate it, and I love love anyone who who will who will love the music that I sing and stuff like that. It's great. It's really awesome. And I so appreciate it. Do you do you go through
1: any sort of imposter syndrome? I feel like. <laughs> it- at your age, uh, mm. I it would have been insane for me. I would have, I would have either said, uh, I guess. Well, I'll back up a second. I think I would have either gone one of two ways. One is just like freaking out, anxiety. I don't deserve to be here, or the the complete opposite and like spiraled out of control in an egotistical uh a self-serving way where i'm like of course i'm the best ever oh, like, I you know, like i can't i don't know how i would have gone but i'm glad i didn't go either of those ways um yeah but yeah do you do you did you do you have people to check you and you're like look antonio tony tones tone tone bro <laughs> <don't>, like <laughs> hey, listen <Tons>. up dude <laughs> Tones, i Tones, uh you're still, you're still that little shit from down the block that I grew up with. Don't forget oh, yes. where you came
0: from, right? A thousand percent. A thousand percent. And, you know, it, the, it's definitely more than the first thing, the imposter syndrome. Like I'm like, what? Why am I, like, I don't deserve to be here. Are you kidding me? And like, if I'm ever asked to do like a, uh, like a workshop or like a Q&A with somebody, I'm like, guys, if you ask me for advice, I'm like a few years older than you. Like I don't have anything on you. Like literally, I got lucky, and I, you know, whatever, it's fine. But like, don't listen to me. Is this I'm just like, I don't know, and I, I, I feel weird telling you these things because I don't. I feel like I don't deserve. I don't have the right to be like, oh, you should do this. It's major that all the time. Hmm. Um, but there is also, you know, it, I'm definitely. My dad, the number one thing he taught me was always to have humility and be humble because, like, if you aren't that, like, you are literally nothing. Like, you can't you you want to be someone who people want to work with. Like, don't ever let that go to your head. Be the best, hardest working person in the room. Like, that was drilled into me as a young kid and growing up, and like, that's something I will always live by. Like, I, I if I ever got like a big head, I would I would personally punch myself in the face. You know what I'm saying? Like I <laughs> yeah. like like what is the point of that? You know what I'm saying? It's I I wouldn't be able to live with myself. If I it's was a like level
1: that. it's a level of confidence <clears throat> I think that you have to have to be able to be okay with that because uh Yeah. If if you have a if you if you brag if you're very braggadocious, I think it's it's a lot of uh, insecurity, right? You're covering up mm-hmm. for that imposter syndrome. Yeah. You're covering up for insecurity, or you need that validation in it. And actually, I think this is a really good time to to talk. Tell me about you know how you got into performing and how you grew up too, because it sounds like you know your your dad very smartly just instilled this value mm-hmm. in you of like we're treat everybody the same, treat everybody nice, don't have a big head, and the the advice that that I have heard over and over again that um, that I think, you know, I'll give you this that you can tell to everybody else when they <laughs> ask you for advice is, be the person that everyone wants to work with the next time. Yeah, 100%. And, and that's what it sounds like you are. And I can sit here and I'm, and then I'm just looking at you and as we're chatting here virtually. And I'm like, <laughs> I, get, I get this good feeling from you that like, you're you're, genuine, you're in the moment and you're listening and you care about being here mm. and it's not just another, you know, you're not just doing a thing to do a thing because you have to. Like, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not describing this well but no, I can no, tell, thank I can you. tell I the, that. Oh, you're welcome. I can tell the difference, I guess, between somebody who's really in the moment and, and, uh, and listening. And I think, I mean, we hear this all the time right? That more being a good actor is being a good listener. -hmm. And if you're carrying that into your personal life, and that's just who you are, if you're actively listening and actively watching what's going on in the world around you, you're just going to be a better performer.
0: And I I always tell people this when I'm like in a big group or anything. This is something I always tell people because I I you know like I I just realized that I have this like crazy social anxiety that you know like a lot of people tend to have. You just kind of shove it to the side. But um, recently I've been I you'll notice if we if we ever hang out. Uh, in a big group, I'm usually very quiet, but I, I always tell people, I'm like, I just want to listen. I love to hear stories. I love listening to people tell great stories. Like, it's my favorite thing to do. Um, so yeah, like I, I've always been like that. And as you can see, I, I speak in drafts all the time. Sometimes I just cannot get a complete thought out. Sorry about that. <laughs> if the editing for this is going to be awful for you. But um, <laughs> that's just how I am. And I'm working on it. You know, we all got things we want to work on. But um, yeah, that's that's like the number. I just love to listen. So I appreciate you saying that. It's, it's like what I do all the time. Oh, And yeah. I don't talk. Okay. <laughs> you're, very, you're very welcome
1: so well tell me then about about how did you grow up at, how, you grew up in Michigan I believe right
0: and then how did you get into yeah. performing so I grew up in Michigan I'm actually here right now and um, uh, about when I was five years old there's like video of me just shirtless dancing around the house singing my ass off like just crazy I was a wild child like insane and my parents were like whoa we need to like do something with this energy and they submitted me for a summer camp when I was eight years old and I did high school musical I was Zeke and I just didn't stop after that just kept going I I did community theater I did high school theater I did middle school theater I did the Michigan theater I did whatever I could just because it was, it was like if I wasn't doing two or three shows at a time, like I was like, what am I doing? Like I need to, I need to go to school, then I need to go to rehearsal, then I need to go to the other rehearsal, and then I need to go like sleep for a second and then go do it all again. You know, like I I just needed to be working all the time, and that's sort of a thing that I went through during COVID. I was like, what am I doing? I'm going <laughs> crazy right now because I don't have anything to do. So. Yeah, I, I I was I was doing so many shows at a time. I, I probably by the time I was in by the time I was a senior in high school, I had done like twenty shows. Like I just I just wow. was always. And then on top of that, like playing a bunch of sports and stuff. Like like I would just I had to be busy, or else I would go crazy. Are know. you are I'm you only a child or
1: Do you have siblings?
0: No, I have two siblings. I have an older brother who is, I believe, turning twenty-three in this month, and a younger sister who is eighteen. She's eighteen. Yes.
1: We're going to take a short break. Stay tuned for more of the episode. <laughs> were, you, were you, or I guess, are you sort of the black sheep of the family of being the only one into performing or is, I feel like if one kid is <clears throat> into sports heavily, then usually it's a family affair where everyone travels yeah. together and they're doing all the stuff. But were, was it a family thing to get into performing? Um, I mean, I guess when you said you ate, you went to the camp, like. You could have gone to yeah. a soccer camp. Your parents could have put you mm-hmm. in an instrument camp or or some you know band camp. Like, where did the impetus for for theater come in?
0: So I I very much was like the only one like in the videos when we were kids like we all loved music like it was like we had our band and everything you know our goes um, but uh, I was the only one who really did theater religiously. Uh my brother's senior year of high school and I was a sophomore. Uh you know, when you're a senior you kinda like, I'm gonna try this new thing. So you know he 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 bought a ukulele and started learning the ukulele and he he did um we did grease together. I was Danny <laughs> and he was Kanicki and it was the best thing ever. Uh and my sister danced uh her whole life until like eighth grade. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, we we were a performing family, but like I was the one who was like doing it all the time. Um, yeah, and and also I got very lucky. You know, I I also did like travel baseball and like all this stuff because my brother also did all that stuff, and my sister played volleyball, softball. Like we we we, we had we were very well rounded children. <laughs> brought up nice you know um so yeah i was very lucky to be able to to do a bunch of different things growing up
1: i don't know how you got any schoolwork done because I've
0: you done... know what that's a very good question um i didn't i was i was not a good student that was one thing <laughs> that was like that was one thing and, and you know what i feel like if i if i really tried in school I would have been okay but like I I had no urge to want to go to school like it was not my thing at all um but everyone's different you know it just wasn't for me and that's okay we're doing other things
1: I did theater in and, and of course, in like middle school, high school, yeah. and and even into into college, too, I didn't go to college for for theater, but I still did it. and mm. i and then, but I also did travel. I, I did some travel baseball in middle school and travel soccer when I was in high school. And there's no as absolutely no way I could have done both theater and travel any sport at the same yeah. time and maintain my sanity. So my, hats go off. my hat goes off to you, sir.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. But I, I just loved it. Because I, I loved baseball, and I loved theater like equally. So like they were two huge things in my life, and I wanted to do it all. So it actually helped me because it, it took up all my time. And that was amazing. Because that's what I needed to stay sane. Do
1: you think that has any reflection on what you said a second ago about, you know, this newly discovered social anxiety, that staying home, not being busy, allowed your mind to go inside itself and staying busy kept you distracted?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. The things <laughs> I have discovered about myself this year is insane. I'm a completely different person than a year and a half ago. Really? Completely. Oh, yeah. I'm honestly a different person than I was a month ago. I change all the time at this point. Like I'm just like constantly looking inside myself and like, so I, I lived in California. I lived in LA um, for about 10 months. I still live out there, but um, earlier this month in Ju- earlier in June, um, I went back to New York for like the first time in a very long time. And I, didn't realize how much I missed it, but I like fell in love again with New York. Like I, I love it. But, um, I stay with my friend in Weehawken, New Jersey, which is right across the river. And Mm -hmm. the view of the city from there, I'm telling you, if I ever go back, I'm going to Weehawken, like done deal. The most beautiful view of the city anyone could ever have. Um, and, uh, you know, there's like, there's like a a walk across the river that you can do. And I, I just started like, you know, really internalized and like looking inside myself and everything. And I'm just like, wow, ah. you know, everything in life is, is a construct. And it's like, what was I chasing that made me so sad during this year because I wasn't doing anything, you know, like everything, I, I, the reason I was so like at such a low was because I was chasing this idea of like, Oh, you know, my career isn't where I want it to be right now. And so like, like, like calm down for a second and look at, at what you have done and like appreciate the things that come your way. You know, like there were, there were times when I was working and like, I would, I would not appreciate something that I would very much appreciate at this point, like, like a smaller thing, whatever, you know, you just, It it made me look at things differently and I'm so much happier and appreciative of of everything in life now I'm trying to just look at things differently because if you don't at this point it's just too much you know what I'm saying like do you feel that at all like if I made any sense there if I didn't just let me know and you can cut all (laughs) of that spiel out Whatever please, I just said. Please, we are keeping <laughs> that in. It, you make you?
1: you made lots and lots of sense. And I, I wanna f- I guess I, I wanna let you know that I you have permission to to dive further into that thought process because you are already light years beyond people who who will never get to the level of introspection and and self actualization that you have. But once you sort of, and speaking from experience too, that once you sort of start peeling back the layers, when you're willing to be vulnerable and be honest with yourself,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that you're just, the, the farther you go and the more that you accept your differences and the, and the lows with the highs, the more you're going to mm-hmm. be happy in general. Because you you need to have that perspective. You don't know you've been hot unless you've been cold. You don't know you're in unless you've been out. You don't know you're successful unless you haven't been. So you've got to have both sides of that equation so that you can know when things are really going well. Exactly.
0: Exactly. You have to have the yin and yang to appreciate anything in life. So, and I I talked to... I I can't remember exactly like what he said, but my buddy Simon Longnight, um, he is honestly he's like my I hope he listens to this. He's my like unpaid life coach basically, (laughs) and and therapist and everything. Um, And he he just he always says the most wise things, and I'm like God, you're. so amazing and you're like helping me so much he was talking about yin and yang and like how you can't have one thing without the other you can't appreciate one thing without the other literally just Mm -hmm. what you said like it's so true and I had to realize like as we were talking about I had a lot of success early on there wasn't a lot of like trouble that I went through Um, and I have to look at this year as you know I, I have to appreciate that time that I did not have anything, and 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 it made me grow from that experience, and I have a whole new way of looking at life, and I I'm I'm very grateful for this time, and I told myself during COVID when I was like really at a low, I was like I'm gonna be grateful for this time, I'm gonna be like happy <laughs> that this happened. It was hard, but I I you know we're we're still in it, but I I'm able to look on the other side of it now and just be like okay. Glad this happened. Now let's move on and change change my view on life, and it's great.
1: I, you know, I wanna I wanna go back to the Jimmy Awards because mm. I just realized I have no idea how people are found and nominated.
0: I can tell you the whole process. Please. I got you. Please. <laughs> um, so basically, uh, high schools around the country do their show. And then there are regional programs. So like there was one in Michigan. There was, there's one in most states. I don't know. Like, I, I don't think every state is a part of it yet, but they will at some point. Cause it's just keeps growing every year. Um, and, uh, there's adjudicators that come to your show. They pick the best actor and best actress and, and they, they can make it to the mine with the Sutton Foster Ovation Awards in Michigan. There's like, wherever around in the country that you're at and you get nominated, you go, it's like a, a week, a weekend competition thing. And you, it's basically the junior is on a smaller scale. And then the winners of that best actor and best actress go on to the Jimmy awards.
1: Oh, and, so it's, so it's not like they're pulling, it's not like they're, they're, I guess I was going to say, they're not like they're, they're judging you within the show because now, as soon as I said that, I realized why, because, all different high schools have different budgets, have different casts, have different everything. Yeah. So you can't, it's not, it, it's not apples to apples like two shows on Broadway. Oh, no. One, one high school in the middle of nowhere is not going to be able to compete with the production value of a high school in the middle of, uh, you know, a major, a more affluent right. neighborhood, right?
0: So, it very much takes you out of the show and it's your individual self, which is cool.
1: Yeah, that is really cool. And the, the, do the people, the people that you have met through that process, I mean, you have mentioned mm-hmm. Re- Renee and Andrew Barth Feldman and yeah. the, the people the, the people that you have met. I feel like that's sort of uh, that's a bond. It's because it, cast is family. I say this all the time in the podcast 100%. That, that you know your your Broadway cast, even your show cast, whatever show you're in, you're going through yeah. the rehearsal process. You're going through the the ups, the highs, and the lows of putting a show on its feet, and you're, and you're going through this, and and it's your chosen family. And then the Jimmy Awards. Everybody that's come through there it seems like everyone I've talked to that's been a Jimmy Award finalist uh, has just been one of the nicest, most <clears throat> down-to-earth, amazing people I've ever had the pleasure of talking with. I've never gotten—I've never gotten the big head vibe off of somebody who's gone through the Jimmy Awards process. Like, what is it about
0: this whole process for you? As the Jimmys it's like pretty much everyone's first experience in something like that because we're all in high school. Like we don't, we don't have that experience yet. So we all experience like walking out onto a Broadway stage for the first time. And like that whole experience and performing on Broadway. Like it's, it's a whole crazy experience. And all of these newcomers are going through this. Like there is no, like any person who's like jaded from the business already. You know what I'm saying? Like we're all fresh you know, and it you really have a a very deep bond with everyone that you go through that experience with. Like my entire, like my medley group, we're bros. It's great. We have a good time, you know, like, (laughs) and, and I, I can't wait for like a reunion at some point. Um, because I haven't seen most of them in four years, which is insane. Oh my God. That just blew my mind. Um, but yeah, like, we all we all go through a pretty pretty incredible experience in like the span of one week. Like it's 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 very short but intense and amazing and it's such an incredible experience. I love the gym I and mean, it changed my life really quick. Well you it's just gave like you a great idea for my
1: next live event. I just did my hundred fiftieth episode live with the cast of the prom and oh my gosh. Uh, to celebrate pride. Yeah. And so now I so, and I think the lesson, the next live event should be uh, like a the gym, the gym union, the gym union live mm. event, where yes. we get we get you and all the and Andrew Barth Feldman and Renee mm. and a bunch of others together for the first yeah. time in years and have this great live event. But it's got to be in person though. That's that's the yeah. catch. yeah. We'll, uh, we'll get tickets there. We'll, we'll get a venue and sell tickets. and It'll be the whole thing. Okay, that's, yeah. our, that's our plan. We'll do that. That'll be our, <laughs> our side project. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wonderful. I want to wrap up with the three standard closing questions that I ask everybody. And the very mm-hmm. first one, very simply, is just what motivates you?
0: What motivates me? A great question. Wow. I think, you know, we, we kind of talked about all of them throughout this interview this this conversation not an interview we're just hanging out um but uh obviously like obviously unspoken like the the fans of shows and like the people who support you like that is that is so motivating and like i want to you know inspire people i want to to let people know that like i love them and show appreciation for them for showing appreciation for me Um, so that totally motivates me. Another thing is, you know, I haven't thought about this till now, but like, like going through what I just went through in the year and a half, like what most people did go through. I think a motivation of like, I guess like not, not wanting that feeling again, I guess. Um, but also now that I think about it, that's probably not right because I so appreciated having that experience at this point. Yeah.
1: Yeah. that's 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 the yin and the yang again
0: it is it very much is and and you know what scratch that that's not true um (laughs) (laughs) you know like you have to have those those
1: moments like it happened. All right, so the next question, then is, mm-hmm. this is what you said earlier that you actually don't like to answer, so you can actually use something that we've already talked about, but what advice would you give to your younger self and younger people listening oh, yeah. out starting out down a similar path? This is a standard question I ask everyone, so I have to ask it
0: yeah, um it's it's a question that I always am like, all right, let me take this advice myself because i still I still need to take advice from people. Like it's, it's, it's very much just an ever learning process. I think, I think in my last month, I, uh, like the realization that like, it's not that deep. Nothing is that deep. Like don't take life too seriously. Seize every opportunity, big or small, and just, and just have, have a deeper appreciation for, 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 for the little things, you know? After going through a year that we've all had, mm-hmm. just realizing that it's going to be okay, and try to look on the brighter side of, of of every situation. Because if you if you always constantly focus on the negative, that's just how life is going to be, and you don't want that. It's it's so much easier to go through life with a lighter heart.
1: Yes. All right. You know so the last question. Oh, absolutely. Last question. Yeah. This one's super hard. If you can only see one show for the rest of your life, but you can see it as many times as you want, what would you see? Les Mis. Well, That was easy. A thousand
0: percent. A thousand percent. With, with Vermeer. And I would like to be in the show as well. Because I love the show. Such a great um, guy. Yeah. I lame this was my first Broadway show, my favorite show I ever did. I did it at a community theater when I was like 12, um, just a masterpiece. And I could, I could listen, I could sing the entire score. I do it in the shower all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just That's a long shower. It is a long shower and it usually gets cold by the end. A three but you know hour what?
1: shower every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's great. Great! Really clean
0: yourself. <laughs> Where can we find you on social media? Uh, you can find me. Oh my god, I gotta memorize my username. Uh, my Instagram is Antonio Supriano underscore, and my Twitter is uh, Antonio sip underscore, and my TikTok because I'm figuring that out as well is also Antonio Supriano underscore.
1: Oh, you made me feel I better know. that that you're still figuring it out because I'm still figuring yeah. it out and, no, I honestly, oh I, I
0: don't know what I'm doing on that app. is some people are so good at it and it's so intimidating. Like, how do you do that? it's it's like it's very hard. Like it's not an easy thing
1: i, I it's finding the time because I realize that I can go through and I know where the filters are, and I know like it you, it, you have to think oh. ahead about this. You have to know enough about how you can do things to then go out and film them and then come back and edit them. And I, yeah. you know, I, I edit with with traditional, you know, Final Cut and mm. After Effects and all the normal things that the people edit on computers on. But to have yeah. all this crap in your pocket now, I'm just like, ah, oh, to have. To only be able to use two thumbs to do all this it, instead that's of a crazy. full keyboard, it drives me insane. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, but that's just me sounding like uh, like an old
0: old man. Get off no, my lawn! Get off no, my lawn! No, you're not. <laughs> honestly, you're further than me because I don't know any. I can't find any of the effects. I don't know where I'm going. Like I don't know how do these people do all this stuff. It's it's incredible. Honestly, it's yeah, kind of embarrassing pass. that I don't know what I'm doing. But I guess. But we can you know go through what?
1: it together. Yin and Yang. How many people who agree to TikTok? Absolutely. How many people who are great at TikTok look at you and say, I don't know how he is that good at singing and I don't know how he can perform Aww. eight nights a week and and be as perfect as he is.
0: Like Oh, thank you. Thank you. So
1: everybody's got their strengths. All right, you get more of me at theaterpodcast.com. Show your support at thetheaterpodcast.com slash Patreon. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at theater underscore podcast on facebook.com slash podcast. Leave a rating, review, wherever you're listening now. This has been edited by well rounded Hoodlum Productions. Thank you to Jukebox the Ghost for the intro and outro music and Antonio, Tones, Tony, Tone, tone Tones, <laughs> thank you so much. This has been such a great conversation. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. This is awesome. Yeah, anytime. Anytime. And it's not if we hang out.
0: It's when we hang out. A thousand percent. I cannot wait. Take a
1: deep breath, make the world a little colorful.